Welcome back to another edition of Penske Material. What a race we had in Martinsville. Both of them. I mean, so many storylines to discuss. Um, I don't think anyone was happier than uh, Bubba Wallace that the Ty Gibbs incident happened because that took all the attention off of him from the Vegas incident. And then I don't think anyone was happier than uh, Ty Gibbs when the Ross Chastain thing thing happened because that took all the attention off of him for a day. But so many storylines to discuss. Uh, Buckle up because here we go. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Patrick Cushman. And you're listening to Penske Material. You are aware that uh, Penske is interested in me. It's showtime. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing today, boys. Yeah. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. Nice to be a here. If you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. Kyle Busch is an ass. You're <laughs> not Penske material. Pat, we'll start with the move by Ross Chastain. I mean, NASCAR has been needing something like this for a while. I think that, like, mind you, I've been a fan of the sport not as long as you have, but that was by far the coolest thing I've ever seen at the end of the race. Caught me completely off guard. It was seen all over SportsCenter, all over social media. Like, even the Sunday night football game, they're showing highlights of it, too. Uh, was that, I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? Oh, I mean, of course, uh, Kyle Larson tried it, and I think at a race earlier in the Xfinity Series, Austin Hill did it, but it didn't work. So he just kind of thought, oh, this is like a Hail Mary kind of thing. But in this case, the Hail Mary worked. Um, he needed to make up two spots, and even the commenters team, they said, well, he can't make up the two spots. He's not even near anyone, so it's not like he can get to the back bumper of anyone. And then they have the shot that's looking directly at the finish line, and you just see a streak of red go around. And I thought someone just got turned into the corner at the end. And he's, he, but he was going so fast. And then he's right at fourth place with Brad Keselowski. So um, you're like, whoa, what happened? And you're like, and then the playoff standing is not updated yet. And so you're like, did he get the spots? Did he get the spots? And you're like, he had to have gotten the spots. Uh, it was unbelievable, and to be honest, the race the entire day it wasn't that great. There wasn't a lot of passing opportunities. Kind of had to bump and get out of get the guy out of the groove to pass. Um, but the end of the race, when you saw the strategy come into play, Chase Briscoe stayed out. Brad Keselowski, Christopher Bell. Um, well, Christopher Bell took the four tires. Some guys took two tires. Um, kind of a hail mary by Chase Briscoe. He did not have a winning car at all. Probably not even a top 10 car. Um, and so he's got to stay out to try to win. Um, then he has Cole Custer trying to defend for him. That wasn't going to work. Um, and so the last like 50 laps of that race were just unbelievable. Um, so it kind of takes away from the fact that the short track racing wasn't that great, but so many storylines and we haven't even touched Xfinity yet. Um, that's a whole nother story. Um, and then, yeah, now we're going into the championship to crown a champion and we're still talking about a move made to go from what was he at like 10th to go to fifth. fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that, man. That is, that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so much stuff to break down from, I, like you said, the racing wasn't good until the tires starting to started to fall off a bit near the end of the race. Like luckily there wasn't a ton of cautions. Cause I think had there been, it really would have ruined it because it allowed the tires to deteriorate a little bit. And that's when we got the racing. Like you said, um, Chase Briscoe obviously had to stay out 
I mean, he, I don't think he had, I mean, didn't he have a pit penalty or he had a penalty earlier too? Yeah, and you know, he wasn't running very well. Uh, my thing about the cautions was, is the only cautions that came out were for like, uh, were for uh, JJ Yaley and um, it was another back marker. Um, yeah. But the, the cautions that came out, it's like the 77 cars in the wall and the uh, 51s <laughs> in the wall. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Bryce, like, come on, like, this can't get it. Because you're like, oh, caution down the racetrack. And you're like, playoff implications. It's like, no, the guy's running 15 laps down is in the wall because, you know, you know why? You know, who cares? Well, the element that made the Ross Chastain move so great, I mean, number one, the balls it took to even try it. Like, I don't even know where you'd think of it because no one's ever, I mean, like you said, people have tried it and just not done it successfully. But to, like, throw it into fifth gear like that, throw the car against the wall, and the car that we know – it's not as safe as the last one. It like kind of rings your bell a little bit. So he's going full into the wall, which has to hurt. And I would think it would, you know, his head had to be jostling around, which can't be fun. Flooring it along the thing. Uh, I mean, the balls it took to attempt that move in the first place is incredible. Uh, someone said like the G's when he first hit the turn were almost like the equivalent of like a fighter jet, just because of like how hard he had to like hit that turn. And then like obviously rattling off the wall, which is incredible in itself. I mean, that, that's just a guy that it's going to do whatever it takes uh, to get in the next round. And to Denny Hamlin's credit, and that was the guy that I think uh, I, I picked last week to win. I mean, he won the first two stages. Ross was near him near the end of the race, and he just had to stay within two spots. And Denny just like – Ross even admitted after the race, just kind of like outclassed him because he started moving up through the field, and Ross with his car couldn't really do anything. So uh, really sm- heads-up play by him uh yeah it was i mean that was incredible it's one of the it almost like it doesn't look like it, it looks like all the other cars are in slow motion which is insane yeah. now the one thing i do want to address because a lot of drivers called for after the race that this move should be banned and the one that really ticked me off was kyle larson who said it was an embarrassment for the sport i mean i got some thoughts about that I mean, first off like you said He's trying to song about an embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what else is an embarrassment for the sport? You know, saying the N word on a live stream. So I don't want to hear anything about embarrassment for the sport. I mean, that's one of the best things that's happened for the sport this year. That kind of saved the reputation because this playoffs have not been very good. We've had a couple good races. Vegas was a good race. Kansas was all right. I mean, but like this, this kind of saved the the face the the narrative has changed about the playoffs. now. That's one of the best things we've ever seen. Like I said earlier, it was on SportsCenter, it was on Sunday Night Football, it was all across Twitter. I had friends texting me about it that had never watched a NASCAR race before. This year, like, hey, did you see that, like, uh, thing on, like, Twitter with the driver? Yeah. I, mean, I thought that was – it was it was great for the sport. Uh, so, that was ridiculous on his head. I, I think a lot of these drivers are just salty. They didn't try it before, or they didn't have the ingenuity to do it, and Ross getting all the shine, especially a guy like Larson, who everyone considers the best driver in the sport, and now, you know, someone else is getting credit for a move that he, he's tried before. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I thought that was a joke. Well, I think, too, it's like they were like, well, you can do it on every track. Well, you can't do it at Talladega or yeah. Daytona. You can't even do it on a mile and a half. Carl Edwards, I don't know if you saw the clip when he was racing Jimmy Johnson at Atlanta in, like, 2007, 2008, where he just kind of just drove it into the bottom groove, and he knew he wasn't going to save it. He knew he was going to hit the wall. Only chance he had to win. I don't even think you could do it at Bristol just because of the banking. Yeah. Um. So – like they said, oh, well, what's it going to stop from someone doing it at every track? Well, I don't think you can do it at every track. Um, and I think, too, like maybe people will realize, like, hey, last lap, make sure once you get off the corner, get to the top in case he tries to come around and he just bumps you in. So, I mean, I, I, you know, he did it. He's the first one to do it. 
um, people are going to adapt. You know, sports are all about adaptation. People are going to adapt to different moves. Um, like, you know, in the early days of the sport, you know, bump drafting wasn't like well known. And then they started bump drafting. And guess what? Everyone started doing it and it became pack racing. Um, tandem duels in the Car of Tomorrow era. That was kind of a new thing. And then people adapted. So this isn't going to be like, we're not going to see races where everyone's on the wall and being crazy. That's not going to happen. Um, it was exciting for the sport. It was great. Like you said, I had people in my room watching and be like, how, how the hell did he do that? Like everyone's also going, I'm like, he just floored it. And I'm like, on this track, you just can't floor it. You know, you're on the brakes and stuff. And he just floored it, rode the wall. And they see the car and they're like, he tore it up to shit. I'm like, yeah, he tore it up to shit. He did not care. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It's the Ross Chastain doesn't give an F tour continuing. I mean, he's done so much stuff this year. I mean, we were making fun of him a little bit last year, but like he is electric. Like there's always some sort of storyline following him. And it's I found it so fitting that Denny Hamlin, who's talking all this stuff, like, no, you know, we're going to pay him back eventually. Like, and we're going to hurt him when it costs him the most. I mean, didn't do anything during the playoffs, kind of all talk. And of course, it's he's the one that gets bitten uh, by the move when he really did everything right all, all day. His pit crew kind of cost him, but he did what he needed to do. He won two stages. He was well ahead of him. Uh, he thought he was in the clear. I mean, that's just that is an incredible move. Uh, well, I think, I think Denny was the fastest car all day. I think, yeah. his, like you said, his last pit stop just wasn't good and it wasn't easy to pass. And so, you know, if you have to get past two or three people, it's easier. Christopher Bell did it. But when you're stuck in like sixth or seventh place and you got, that many fast cars in front of you, you know, it was tough to get past, but, um, you know, if he probably had 50 more laps, he would have won the race. Um, and if he was able to stay out front, he would have run, he would have, uh, won the race too. Like Christopher Bell, he was probably the second fastest car and he was able to dispatch Cole Custer. Chase Briscoe had old tires. Um, and he was able to get out front and no one even challenged him. Um, the only one who I thought was going to be able to win was the six. Um, but he kind of made his move a little, I think he got a little antsy with his move. Cause he like tried to bump him like on corner exit instead of on the middle of the corner or the beginning of the corner. And he more affected him his, himself rather than the car in front. But either way, it was a great race. Christopher Bell. Again, that's another storyline. A lot of people aren't talking about one JGR 200th race win. Uh, so big congratulations to them. Um, but Christopher Bell, again, I don't think anyone had him winning this race. He was on the bottom half of the playoff scale. He needed to win. And what's he come out and do, and do? Two rounds in a row. He wins to advance. And so I think he's a I think he's a dark horse contender. No one really had him as a championship contender. And suddenly he's in the championship four. And as everyone knows, anything can happen in Phoenix. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll get to Bell in a second. There was one more thing I wanted to bring up with the Ross Chastain. I mean, yeah, that's an excellent point. We didn't even talk about him. It was such a clutch performance by Christopher Bell once again. Uh, Joey Logano was another guy that, you know, at least to his credit, he was, like, giddy about that. He kind of sounded like a kid when, during that press yeah. conference. He was at least excited about it. But he's like, well, you know, they need to make a rule where it's, like, kind of like track limits, like where you can't pass someone hitting the wall. Like, well, that's just going to make it, like, Formula One. Like, there's that's one of the beauties of NASCAR is, like, the wall is in play. Um, and as you alluded to, not everyone's going to attempt doing stuff. Like, you think Corey LaJoy or Spire Motorsports with, like doesn't have the money to, like, be tearing up cars every week. They're not going to be flowing it against the wall. Um, not every track. I don't even think you could do this on a track like Phoenix, if I'm being honest. Um, there's yeah. only a certain amount of tracks you can do it. And, and until, like, he, it didn't affect anyone. Didn't hurt anyone yet. 
I think until if it becomes an issue, then maybe. But like the fact that people want this ban when that's literally been the best thing that's happened in sports. You think Todd Dillon's going to do it for twenty yeah. fourth place and the Phoenix Spring Race? No, it's not going to be like that. Like guys aren't going to be trying it unless they're going for a win. No one's going to be doing it from eighth to seventh unless it's in the playoffs. I really think that Martinsville is probably the only playoff race where you could try it. Maybe Bristol too. Um, you could try it, but you're really only doing it for a race win because you don't want to tear up the car, um, and you're only doing it on the last corner. So, and the leader could even do it too if he wants to. So, what's stopping the leader from doing it? So, if the leader can do it, then your entire advantage is gone. Then, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, go. All right, we'll move on to Christopher Bell. You know, Christopher Bell on that JGR team. He's almost like the if you were playing like the NASCAR 2005 game, you want to try the Ross Chastain move, and you have like a generic like creative driver. I feel it's like Christopher Bell is the guy. Like you go down that list of people on that team, like Kyle Busch, huge personality, not a whole lot of people like him. Denny Hamlin, you know, big personality, very outspoken, not a whole lot of people like him. Even Martin Truex, at least he's like pretty popular. Like everyone like on that team, he has like either a big personality or a big following, and he's just kind of there. You almost he's almost an afterthought. Thought. And he's really run the best out of all of them this year. I mean, he had the most win uh, out of anyone on that Joe Gibbs racing team. Um, he's had some fast cars. He's shown some speed. And that 20 car's kind of been the last couple of years just like a revolving door. I think he can stick there long term. He's showing it. I mean, obviously, he made the championship four, but that's so clutch. We wrote him off last week. Like, I didn't even have him. Like, he was a complete afterthought. I'm like, there's no way he gets back in again. But sure enough, he redeemed himself. They got that four fresh tires, and he went to work, and great performance by him and it almost i feel like bubba has to feel a little bit off the hook because he almost ruined his playoff chances with his antics in vegas and it turns out it didn't cost bell so i mean props to him in that 20 team and you know what at this point it'd be stupid to write him off again because we've already done it twice and he's showing elimination races uh races when everything's on the line uh he clutches up and who's on christopher bell's pit crew yeah that's another good that old 23 team um but yeah christopher bell um, that JGR, it's not even the 20 car, it's like their fourth driver. Um, once Carl Edwards retired, um, even with Logano in the 20, he didn't last long. Then Suarez hasn't lasted long. Eric Jones didn't last long. Um, and even in the lower series, there's a big revolving doors of guys going through the JGR pipeline that just didn't work out and have done well. Noah Gregson, one of them. Um, and then... Christopher Bell kind of, it's like, okay, this is their fourth driver. Let's be honest. He, he was going into this year. He's the fourth driver. You have Kyle Busch. He's a two-time champion. Denny Hamlin, who's been with FedEx and JGR since, what, 2006. Yeah. Um, and then Martin Truex Jr. is a Cup Series champion um, in that 19 car. Always a force to be reckoned with. You know, he, I mean, he can come out and dominate a race at any time. You never know. Um, and then there's Christopher Bell. He's got one win. You know, he did well in Xfinity last year. He was okay. He didn't, was never a championship contender. Uh, you know, he might run in the top 10, you know, now and again. And then he wins New Hampshire. He probably wasn't going to make the playoffs unless he won. Well, yeah. at the time, we didn't think. Um, and so he goes out and he wins New Hampshire. Then he goes out. Oh, he won the Roval. Wow, it's, you know, really good for him. He's behind the playoffs. Everyone counts him out, and he goes out and wins again. Now, really, is he the future of JGR? So the yeah. entire conversation has switched from, oh, he's you know, the fourth driver. So now you look at Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin, all oh, they're old. Christopher Bell, he's the future of JGR now. 
that's a that's a great point. I mean, Hamill's gonna retire soon. Truex probably got only one more year. I mean, honestly, yeah, especially the way he's been running. Uh, before we get into our predictions, would you consider Ross Chastain top top ten driver in the sport right now? I would. I mean, and if you're in, you don't luck your way into the championship four, I mean, you can luck your way in the in the round of eight. Um, and I think probably Briscoe did just because there were so many incidents. Um, in the rounds earlier with tire problems and stuff. So he probably got a little lucky. Um, but to be in the championship four, that's not a fluke. Um, he has two race wins this year, one at a road course, one at Atlanta. He's at the mile and a half. So he's one of the top five all year. Um, I think he he's second in true points and like point standings. If we just went by the points, he'd be second. Um and really, if you compare him to his teammate, he's he's outrun his teammate all year. Um, I think he's getting the most out of the equipment. He's him and his crew chief seem to have something going. Um, he's had his mistakes, obviously. Um, he kind of went through a little bit of a drought um, with just kind of being a little too aggressive, and then he was probably holding back a little too much. But he's found that medium now, and yeah, I think I think he's definitely a top ten, maybe even a top five driver at this point. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go into the championship now. Phoenix, obviously, earlier race this year. Uh, we'll go by the numbers. So uh, Chase Elliott, of the four drivers, has the most wins with five. Christopher Bell and Joey Logano tied with three. Logano technically has four if you count the Clash, which exhibition race, but still, he technically has four. Chastain with two. Uh, Elliott also has the most laps left, 800, or 857, um, and Chastain is second on that list. But Chastain, out of the... Uh, four has the highest average finish this year uh he's roughly around 10th place is his average finish and the worst average finish interestingly enough is chase elliott who had the most laps led and the most wins uh legato's had a couple weeks to prepare for it he's been great on these like kind of uh intermediate tracks i know gateway is a track kind of similar to phoenix he ran well there he won the race um elliott's been pretty good everywhere chastain you know he's he's been good everywhere and bell i mean you can't really count him out either although he was pretty bad at felix uh phoenix earlier this year if i recall but lots changed since then um so who are you going with i i'll be honest i think ross chastain's the guy i would like to take but i think when you're riding that momentum such an emotional high it's almost like it's kind of hard to refocus like that you see that a lot in sports like that that was like almost like the, it's such an adrenaline rush gotta like regroup focus it's getting all this media attention and hype uh, so I don't, I think it's going to be tough for him. If he, if he didn't get in on a last second, like hail Mary like that, he would probably be the guy. So I'm going with, I'm going with Joey Logano. I, I, I think he's been good on these types of tracks, been there before knows what it takes. So that that's the guy I'm going with. Yeah. I'm going with Logano too. Uh, I think it's hard to count out chase. Um, he's been really good. Um, almost at every track he's found a way to win. He's also laid some eggs. He hasn't had a good postseason. I think he, is like eighth in postseason points yeah. out of all the 16 playoff drivers, um, which I think it's a lot of the guys, once they lose in the round of 16 or the round of 12, they kind of, you know, just right. run 20th and do whatever. But Chase has always had something to race for, um, and he just doesn't have the momentum. I think Chastain, I just, I don't know. A lot of people are going to be cheering for him. Um, I, don't, I don't think Bell's got it either. Like you said, Logano, he won Darlington. Um, and like I said, I think I said this last week, the in between the mile and the mile and a half, 
where there's like different banking on one side and it's different turn radiuses on the other. That seems to be in Joey Logano's favor all year. Um, he's had weeks to prepare for it. Like you said, he's got the experience. He's won a Cup Series championship. Um, I think it's Logano's year. It's 22 and 22 for me. I got the hat on for him. I'm going to be cheering him on. Yeah. Um, and I told you this last week. I had a bet on him. I took a bet in the summer. He was plus 1,500 to win the championship, and I took it. Um, and now he's plus 300. So I can buy out or I can buy in. And I'm taking Joey Logano. I'm winning that $150, baby. I hope for your sake he does. I'm going to be rooting for my guy Ross Chastain, the Suarez teammate, track house. I think that's been such a fun story. But if he can't win, I'm rooting for Joey. Really anyone but Chase Elliott. I, I, I'm just not rooting for him. But it'll be interesting. It's going to be a true toss-up. I, I think it's going to be um, a great race. Uh, now let's go to the Xfinity side of things. Um Ty Gibbs, <laughs> it was such a high in the Cup Series that uh, he almost forgot that uh, the dirty move on Saturday. So uh, Ty Gibbs set the stage. He's in the playoffs already. He's starting the front row behind his teammate, uh, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones had the lead. Gibbs tried to do a little bump and run on him last couple laps. Hit him a little too hard. Definitely intentional. Moved him out of the way. Now, I don't know if he was trying to wreck him or not, but he did. So not only did he wreck his teammate for the win, then he does – the biggest burnout I think we've seen like all year gets out of the car. Fans are booing him. He's egging him on. And then he compares himself to Jesus. So uh, really <laughs> the commentators, as soon as it happened, uh, didn't seem like they were a fan of it. A lot of cup series drivers are tweeting. They weren't a fan of it. The fans were chanting. Thank you, grandpa. Um, I mean, I, that, it was a tough look for a guy that already is struggling with fan. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of fans as it is. Didn't make many more of that move. Yeah, and, and where to begin? Um, so he was already advanced on points. He was already through the final four. So he did, it's not like he needed to win or else he wasn't getting in. I think that would have changed the narrative. I still think you don't wreck a teammate um, for the win, um, even if you need the win. But he was already advanced. He was already in the final four. So instead of giving his teammate, Toyota, AGR, Ty Gibbs Racing, as Noah Gregson will call it, um, Instead of giving his teammate, instead of two JGR cars, he let in Justin Elgeyer, who was like minus 10, I think, at the time. He was well outside of making the playoff, of making the final four, and he just spun him out. Totally immature, not right at all. And he is the most hated person in this garage, in the Xfinity garage now. I'll be the most hated person this minute he walks into that cup garage. These guys are going to look at him. They're going to say he's a spoiled little rich kid who's gotten everything. He was given all the excuses. He's been called the prodigal son of Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing, and he acts like a little prick. And I think I think next year in the Cup Series, he's going to get it. I think, you know, he's been running the Cup Series now, but with the playoffs, these guys aren't going to pay attention to him. But once he gets that 18 car, which is Toyota's flagship team, I think these guys they're gonna they're gonna push them around and they're gonna show them what it's like to be in the Cup Series running against men. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you think Kyle Busch is gonna cut him out any slack after he essentially took his ride? No. Uh, Eric Jones had a tweet and he's pretty mild mannered. He's not gonna cut him any slack. I think a lot of these guys, like you said, they kind of kind of see it. And and I'm not saying he's not talented, but there's so many things that that were wrong about what he did. You know, a lot of guys from what I like I've read as far as like owners goes, like as far as racing your teammates, because it's kind of like a weird dynamic. You can race them hard, 
and go for the win. You just can't wreck them. That's kind of like the universal rule uh, among these teams. So whether or not he intended to wreck them or not, he did. And he lost the benefit of the doubt. He had the incident on pit road earlier. He's made a lot of dumb decisions where you kind of like write it off. It's like, well, you know, he's young, he's 19, but like, this is inexcusable. That's a conscious choice he made and he's going to have to deal with it. And I also think it was dumb. Now you got three, essentially, you have three JGR or, um, uh, junior uh, motorsports cars that you're going to be racing against. It's going to make it a lot tougher on you. Basically four now because Brandon Jones, I don't think it's going to cut him anymore. Oh, I was going to say that record. 19 car is going to be a J -J -J yeah. junior motorsports car next week. Yeah, basically, yeah. The week well, he's moving to the nine too, Brandon yeah. Jones. So it's not like he he doesn't care now. No, I mean, he he's leaving the team anyway. To his credit, and you know, Ty Gibbs is the one comparing himself to Jesus. Uh, Brandon Jones is the one that was turning the other cheek. Like I thought, I thought he handled it really well as well as you could have. I mean, I would probably would not have been as nice as he was in that situation. Uh, that I mean, just bad bad luck overall. I mean, you you wrecked a teammate. You kind of hurt your championship chances. Uh, and now the cup guys all hate you too. So I overall brutal. Yeah, and Brandon Jones, I mean, I I counted him out. I didn't think he had he was gonna be able to run up top and win a race. And quite frankly, he had the best car all day. Um, and was in point position to win. Um, <laughs> spoiled little rich kid ruins his day. Um, and so, you know, a lot of I think a lot of people respect Brandon Jones because like you said in his interview, he's like obviously showed displeasure. Um, but he didn't go out and just say, you know, say what we all were thinking. Right. Um, and he was able to be diplomatic about it where he's like, yeah, I know what everyone's thinking. You know what I'm thinking, but I'm going to be respectful about it. Um, his girlfriend was even crying about it. Yeah. Um, if you saw that, um, so very upsetting, um, for everyone on that 19 team. And if you saw his pit crew when ty gibbs was spinning out usually they run to him and you know hug him and high fives and all that they just kind of walked out there yep. they're kind of ashamed of that yeah half of his team now in that garage is gonna be because he's gonna have to come in the garage to work mm -hmm. you know on monday or i mean it already happened and half that team is gonna be looking at him like mechanics everyone building those cars like really it's not just yeah. like, the 19 like that's half of like joe gibbs race dead well, and you think like Martin Truex Jr. He's been a veteran in the sport for forever, really. You think he's gonna look at this kid and be like, "Yeah, this is gonna be my teammate next year," and be happy about it? No, he's gonna look at this kid and he's like, "Yeah, your grandpa gave you the seat. Yeah, you're a little talented, but you're a little spoiled." The incident with Sam Mayer, I think people are forgetting because he's had so many incidents this year. He started punching. He's wearing his helmet. Sam Mayer doesn't have a helmet on, and he just starts throwing throwing punches yeah. at him. Yeah. That was. I mean, and we've almost forgotten about that. But I think, quite frankly, race cars have longer memories than elephants. And they're going to – Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. If I was out there, I'd wreck the kid. I'd wreck the kid in the championship race. You can park me for whatever, however long you want. I don't care. Yeah. I, it, Listen, if I was Brandon Jones, I'd wreck it. I'd wreck that son of a gun. The action was bad enough. It was just like the burnout and everything that followed it that was so infuriating. And he didn't show any remorse whatsoever. Not what? Not yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, as far as the spoiled thing goes, like, look, he's talented. I'll give him that, and he can't help but that Joe Gibbs is his grandpa. Like, he got obviously, he had a, a luxury that most people don't have. It was an easier road for him than most. Taking advantage of it, fine. 
But the one thing that shows that he's spoiled, because like it doesn't seem like he appreciates much of that with his actions, and he takes it for granted. He was on the Dale Jr. download, and, and during the interview, they were asking him because like Dale, obviously his dad, uh, famous, uh, and, you know, he got accused of being like Silver Spoon Kid, everything handed to him too, and he was asking him about it, and his reaction was he's like. Well, a lot of people get like a lot of kids have their parents like giving them dinner, like, and they're not called like silver spoon. It was like, bro, you care, you're comparing parents feeding their kids like dinner and giving them like housing and stuff, which is like basic necessities for being a good parent, to getting a cup car. Like, get the hell out. Like, that's when you knew it was like totally spoiled, totally out of touch. Like, God, he, he's got a lot. I'm telling you, when when we go to races next year, he's gonna be the most booed driver. Yeah. And it's going to be tough for him to get sponsors like that, too. I mean, it's one thing to be the villain, but, like, he's already kind of gone down that road where he's going to be the heel, and it's a sponsor-driven sport. And if people don't like you, who's going to want to sponsor you? So, we'll I see. Luckily, he's got Monster. Yeah. I think Monster's going to stick by him just because they want that running relationship with Toyota. Um, And I think when your grandfather owns a team, I think you're able to find sponsors. Um. But, yeah, people aren't going to like him. People are going to boo him. Guys, when, you know, they're racing him hard, instead of lifting off and letting him pass, they're going to run him into the fence, and they're going to ruin his day. And that's just going to be the reality of it. So he's going to have top 10 days that are going to be 25th place finishes because guys are not going to give him that respect. And it's a sport about respect. I mean, there's a lot of instances where a guy, you know, just go by me, you know, there's, 300 miles left in this race. There's no reason to be racing right now. I'll get you back later in the race when I make my car better. Guys aren't going to be doing that. Guys are going to be racing over the wall. They're going to be racing them in the infield. Uh, they're not going to They're not going to give him an inch. He's not getting money breaks, that is for sure. Let's get in the Xfinity Championship. Uh, my guy I was rooting for, A.J. Allmendinger, got eliminated, unfortunately. Tough break from a couple races earlier. Wasn't able to overcome it, so... My pick, and the guy I'm rooting for, too, quite honestly, is Noah Gregson for this race, just because he's been the best car all year. I mean, he's got so many wins. He deserves to be the champion. He's been pretty consistent. Um, and unlike Ty Gibbs, who's had his incidents, Noah Gregson had his incident in Road America. And I think he showed a little bit of maturity. Like, he, he's come a long way from that. Um, since then, he really hasn't been involved in any, any incidents. He's just a fun character to root for. And I think he's going to bring, he's been the best car all year. So I think he closes it out, wins the championship. Um, Gibbs, I would have had like up there, giving him a real shot, but I think everyone's going to be racing him hard, including his uh, now former teammate, Brandon Jones. So um, I don't give him, him much of a chance. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going with no Gregson. Yeah. I want I want Gregson to win too. Um, but I think we could see some sneaky ability from Josh Berry. He's very good at these short tracks. I think Justin Allgaier, too, he's been around. Uh, I think he's like 36. Um, so I think these young guys, they might have some nerves. I think guys like Josh Berry and Justin Allgaier, they're going to have the same equipment as Gregson. Um, they're not ones to count out either. I think people are looking at this as a Gibbs or Gregson thing. Don't count out those two either. Um, but, yeah, I think Gregson wins. I think Gregson's great for the sport. I want him to win, and I want him to puke. And shotgun beers in victory lane all day. I love the guy. Yeah, for sure. Drinking, drinking something out of the trophy. The Waffle House video with him drunk of the sword is an all-time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. That was great. I mean, he's hyping out the crowd. He's like sticking the 
trying to stick the sword into the waffle and he's struggling because he's hammered. It was perfect. That's what NASCAR is about. It's a working man sport. It's not Formula One where it's a bunch of little rich European kids. Uh, he's a working man's guy. He's a man's man, a fan's fan. I love the guy. Speaking of Formula One, I will say, and that was such a boring race in Mexico. I recorded that and watched it. Good God. Even the Formula One people were like, that was bad. But I will say, like, Ross Chastain's move, talk about, like, getting attention. There's a lot of Formula One drivers commenting about it. I saw Pierre Gasly complimented. Fernando yeah. Alonso tweeted about it. I mean, it caught the attention of a lot of people. Yet another reason, shouldn't ban it. I mean, what are you going to do? Impose track limits with the wall? I mean, you're basically going to turn into Formula One at that point. Uh, but, you know, what do I know? Uh, let's go to the truck side of things. I haven't talked a whole lot of trucks except for Carson Hose so far a couple weeks ago. But they got their championship coming up as well. Um, I'm going, I mean, I'll get let you, you have a better grant. You've watched more truck racing th than me. I'm going Zane Smith is my uh, championship pick. I think he's been consistent all year. We got a glimpse of of them in cup and there's no design. He's got talent. He's got one of the faster cars out there. I mean, we saw him at uh, IRP ran really well. Um, I, I mean, I think he's just been the best guy. Didn't he? He won the regular season, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. But, yeah. I think he's been the most consistent. Oh yeah, so that that's what I'm going with. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, give us a breakdown of the the four real quick and who who are you going with? Yeah, I, I don't get to talk about a lot about trucks, but the truck series is actually my favorite series to watch. I think a lot of it, like the back half of the truck series, probably you know isn't as good. But I think you know the truck series got a lot of personalities. Um, I think the racing is some of the best out of all three series. Um, and you get a glimpse of guys who like Stuart Friesen, where he's like a dirt track racer in Canada, turned like a NASCAR truck series guy. You got Matt Crafton, who's won three championships. We never even had the desire, um, you know, to move up. He probably could in the lower level car, but he's like, no, I want to win truck series championships. Um, and I'm going Zane Smith as well. He's just been, he hasn't won in the postseason, um, but they keep having these long breaks. But he always finishes it within the top five. And I think consistency wins these championships. Um, they also had a close, like, last-minute pass. Their um, last uh, round of eight race was in Miami. Um, and that was a close race. I think Ben Rhodes could be considered for this title, too. But I just think it's Zane Smith. He's been consistently in the top five all year. I think he gets it done. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. It is some of the most entertaining racing. I mean, we watched. I, I've watched two truck races this year in, in person. Both of them phenomenal. We had an overtime finish in, in St. Louis, and then an incredible race uh, at IRP, as we mentioned earlier. So I, that'll be fun. I mean, I'm going to be tuning in to all three. It's going to be a fun weekend in Phoenix. Um, let's go to our final segment wrap of the week. Pat, you're on a roll. You took home another W last week so you get the first pick there's a couple cool paint schemes this week there's a couple that stood out to me but you got uh you got it uh who are you going with well i'm gonna let you first. yeah and two because i feel bad for winning every week so i'm gonna let you go first all right i had two i liked i was worried you were gonna take the one i wanted so i'm glad i'm going first uh this is one that's appeared a couple times as well this year but i'm going with kevin harvick's in the boosh light ford it was halloween themed they had the B-O-O -O instead of Bush. A uh, little bit of spooky theme. They had the, the cemetery, the bats, the tree. I mean, that, it's just a cool Halloween-themed car. You got to love it. I mean, we always talk about Stenhouse bringing it. I, this number four uh, car, they usually have some great schemes as well. So that is the one I am going with, Kevin Harvick, and the number four Bush Light Ford. 
Yeah, and I picked Kevin Harvick to victory like I think three times now um, with his hunting scheme. And then he had another one too. I think I took to victory lane in this. Um, we didn't get to see it much because I think they're giving Kyle Bush like their truck series motors. Um, yeah. There's Kyle Bush's Eminem's uh, Toyota Camry. It was also Halloween themed, um, kind of like a scary thing. And Eminem's final race is next week. Kind of sad to see, um, but they really brought it with this M&M scheme. I would have liked to see it. Um, we kind of only saw it just get out of the way. I'm he pretty sure they're giving him on the, the truck series because I've never seen Kyle Busch run that bad. And he was driving um, the hell out of that thing too. Like he's drifting yeah. in the corners. It just was undrivable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just gave him a Camry off the lot. <laughs> but, I mean, Gibbs is like a total dysfunction right now. They got teammates wrecking each other. I mean, they lost Kyle Busch, which wasn't a guy. I mean, he's calling them out immediately. They got ungrivable cars. Engines are blow, blowing up for him and, and Truex. It's a shit show over there right now at Joe Gibbs Racing. But yet, they could win the championship in both series. So, go figure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they can, I guess. Yeah, with – I don't know. I just don't see Christopher Bell getting it done. But next week <laughs> is going to be so funny. that, though. <laughs> he always does it. So, I'm not rolling him out. I'm giving him as good a chance as anyone, but – I don't, I don't think it's going to be so fun. It's going to be championships. Um, It's crazy that the season is ending so soon that we're looking at the last uh, week of the year. It seems like yesterday I was flying out to LA for the clash. um, And then the Daytona 500 team's gone by so fast. Um, The memories with road America at Indianapolis at gateway. um, Unbelievable. So it's, Kind of our first big season into NASCAR. Um, so to see it come to an end, a little emotional. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. We'll have one more episode for you guys next week, and then maybe some during silly season if any big moves break out. But, yeah, join us again next week for the championship recap. I'm Mitch Kaminsky, Patrick Cushman. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week.